Welcome to the Off Plan On Air podcast, a podcast by Excelsior Real Estate in Dubai with your host, Nick Grassick. Hi, welcome back to Off Plan On Air. Uh, by our quick reckoning, it's around about episode 19 now. Happy New Year. I've got everybody in the office. Mitch, Matt, Sav. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. How was, um, how was the break? You get away? Refreshed? Ready to get back into it? Ready yeah. for the new year. Ready for the... Kind of. <laughs> Not as rotund as I was after Thanksgiving break. Ah, uh, so yes. Good. That's I good. forgot all about that. Um, all right, guys. So, look, as I think is traditional with a lot of people at the beginning of a new year, uh, they either look to make um, certain commitments or they... What are they called? New Year's resolutions where you... you, you, you you commit to doing something that you'd never done before. I don't know why people decide to do that in January, but what people also do is to start putting down projections. That's what I'm gonna throw out to you today. I'm not gonna to hold you to it. This will be recorded ad infinitum. So if we get it completely wrong, we should be ridiculed at some point in the future. Um, but guys, as an overview of Dubai or as individual communities or, Take it as tight or as loose as you want. What do you think 24 has got in store for us and our client base as a wider audience? I do have a resolution. I'm uh, going to be a little bit nicer to Matt on the podcast. Oh, no. For one episode. Yeah, but you do know that resolutions never, ever... Absolutely. They never last. No. They if never your last. personality <laughs> is, is rubbish, then you're always going to be rubbish. Exactly. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I do think... There will be a healthy correction to the market, talking with a variety of different people, brokers, institutions, investment firms, government policy. There are indicators that will be a healthy correction. And that does not mean that Dubai is going away as the top global investment destination. It just means that the overall market and GDP and other aspects, especially in real estate, might not grow at 20%. And if you hear that there's a correction or you hear that it's not growing as fast, it could be scaring for our investors off-putting. Instead of 20%, you hear, oh, it's now 12 to 15%. Or instead of 15% in some areas, it's now 10 to 12. That's growth. That's not your rental yield. That just shows you that it's still growing. The acceleration is slowing down, a second derivative of the function. But it is still growing at a positive rate, just not as fast as last year which means that you still have capital appreciation. Your rental yields are still 8 to 12% on average, depending on the area, short and long term. So I think despite a strong indicator of upcoming corrections, small in the Dubai market, it's still going to be a fantastic place to invest for the foreseeable future. It is a Macau, it's a Monaco, it's a haven for wealthy individuals, and there's still opportunities to get in. Even if you might not consider yourself an individual, 2024 could be a turning point as you become property owners, investors in a large growing market. I was going to say, you use the word correction, and typically that suggests, it alludes to the fact that the price, that, that, that something about that previous trajectory is almost going to be reversed. But we're not saying that. We're saying it's, it's going to continue. Well, we anticipate it's going to continue to grow. I think anyone who sits down and looks at the market, we have quite a few investors who are investing for the first time, and some have become savvier as they work with us and, and other partners in the area. What, was the, what we saw the last two years, for the better part of two to three years, was not sustainable. I think yeah, anyone who tells you that definitely. is lying through their teeth. It, it, you cannot grow at 20 30% per year. 
nothing can sustain that. So correction just means let's get out of the fairy tale land and come back to reality where this is still a legitimate net positive, cash positive investment. Yeah, it's still positive growth. It just might not 100%. be, it's not, it's not negative trajectory. It's still going to no. be upwards. I was going to say, we're, we're talking it down, but we're still potentially talking about double digit returns, yeah, double digit right. growth. Nowhere in the world at the moment you'll get that kind that's of not That's not just return, that's just growth. Yes. With our financial structures that we put in place with, with payment plans and cash-to-cash -cash ratios, managing cash flow, you can still expect a significantly higher return than 10, 20% on some of these investments. Oh, totally. I mean, this is just this... growth of the overall market. Yeah. I mean, there is a project which is due to launch very shortly, which is geared, it's designed to be purchased, held, and then sold kind of upon completion. Completion is going to be the end of 2025. So let's call it two years. Um, and in this particular project, you're only required to put down 25% of the value over that two-year period. Well, if our... We're not going to call you the, the resident economist anymore. Did, did we work out what we're going to call him now? I thought he said... Mitch. <laughs> Didn't you say you so wanted to So if Mitch else? is correct... We'll have to go back and listen to the earlier podcast. Yeah. We did come up with something. But anyway, if, if, if Mitch is correct in his... Some may say conservative. I think that I think it's realistic. But your kind of estimation that the market goes up approximately 10% year on year, you're almost doubling your money when you come to sell it. Because you've only put out... 25%. And that particular project, their strategy, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But what's your take on the growth this year, approximately? Like, what, 20%? 10%. 10 10%? I think that's much more sensible, yeah. Somewhere between 8 and 12 averages out to 10, roughly. Could be a little more, could be a little less. The, the, the good part is, the good news is, it doesn't matter. It's still higher than anywhere else in the world. And with the, the advantage of a payment plan, with some of these projects being ready even less than a year out, we have some that are ready 24, or excuse me, 12 months or even less out, out from delivery. You're able to take advantage of just essentially what is just a down payment on a mortgage, then turn around and flip it, not have to pay that mortgage again and again yep. and again. Yep. Look, the, the dirham is pegged to the dollar, but whatever those policymakers over there, the other side of the pond um, decide to do, we follow suit. It's an election year, isn't it? Yes. And politicians like nothing better than to throw cash at a problem. Up until November when the elections are, where you are seeing promises made, rates lowered, everything yep. seems like it's all peachy and So rosy. it happens and then they'll suddenly kick you in the behind straight after they're back in power. Right before November. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think on the base that it happens over there, that will naturally be mirrored over here. Um, so. And when they lower interest rates, you're going to have an increase in the money supply in the market, easier access to cash. Even if you're not taking mortgages, some people can take a loan and pay for that down payment or yep. the, the the first 20, 30% in a payment plan from the developer, and they're still able to get their, their investment. But whereas, you know, I mean, homeowners here in Dubai at the moment that were looking to purchase a property to move their family into, in the communities that they wish to that they wish to buy in, that may have edged slightly outside of their budget over the la in terms of the repayments over the last two three years. You suddenly bring down interest rates; they can start making those repayments. The bank are more comfortable to lend them uh, up to whatever it's going to take. Yeah, you're going to see an increase in the levels of activity beyond what they've already been, which are record figures, which in turn then translates normally to an increase in the secondary property sales values, 
which I then believe we will see a second wave of what we've seen over the last two, two and a half years, whereby prices reach a certain point in that secondary market that it either turns off certain investors or um, you know, they can't make the kind of returns because you normally see that rental rates will increase at a comparable pace, but normally about 18 months behind selling prices. So it may well be that investors suddenly see a yet another spike in the, in, in the price of secondary market homes, which they then can't marry up if they decide to buy that they can't then get the returns that they're looking for, they then decide to switch out into off-plan. Um, Sav, projections, mate. What do you think is going to happen? I think 2024 will see a big influx of people coming in from the Asian market. Okay. Uh, China, South Korea, Indonesia, Singapore, because of the gaming license. Yep. And the potential to invest here as opposed to other parts of the world where you can get better returns closer to their home countries and easy to travel. Um, I would say around, my personal thing is like 20% uh, increase. Okay, you're quite bullish then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because also, I, I, I mean, I follow crypto a lot and uh, this year is gonna be a massive bull run. In the crypto market? Yeah, so, I mean, it is already starting. And uh, if that's going, then money's gonna come. I have seen this in the past in Dubai and definitely 20% is, on average for me. Yeah, I think you go back a couple of years ago, we were speaking to quite a number of buyers at that particular time who were cashed up from that crypto space. And um, they were like just ready to go. And literally, you know what? They have their new money and they just want to spend. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to come again. I think in terms of, I mean, look, in, in terms of the price, the prices, the values of properties, I think we're all on the same page in terms of it maintaining some level of growth. Whether that be, I can't believe I'm actually going to say conservative, but conservatively at 10%, even though it's still double digits. I think the primary driver to that is still going to be the number of people who are moving to Dubai. We ran, uh, Vanessa, our office manager, ran some stats quite recently from, from the, the Dubai government website. And I think there were just over 100,000 new residents net figure, obviously taking into account people who have left, but net growth of just over 100,000 new residents last year. Well, we've already spoken on, on previous podcasts about, you know, I think 30 to 35 to, to 40,000 units we were expected to be delivered over the coming 12 months. Um, that still puts you at, um, you know, the, the, the very basic supply and demand economics that there's more people chasing fewer properties for as long as that happens, it's still going to have positive impact on, on the prices. Um, I think what we may start to see, because there have been as many property launches as what there have been, and let's be honest, it's been a bonanza over the last two years, where literally every week a new development is, 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 is yeah, it's, it's, it, it's been a lot. It, just for us who work in the space to keep up with. Um, I think what we may start to see is a little bit of fatigue in terms of buyers, able to sell during the construction phase because there has been i mean let, let's take a, an average development whereby we sold to a client 12 18 months ago that has now realized 20 maybe 30 percent growth over that period for the person who is buying that property from them during the construction phase not only do they need to pay 
our client their 20 to 30% profit, they also need to repay our client the money that they have already spent, uh, paid to the developer. And on the typical payment plans, that can be another 30, 40%. So straight away, you're up at almost buying the property back from our client, give or take 50% of the value. And they're then expected to hold on to it during the remainder of the construction phase. I think we may see that there's a little bit of fatigue in terms of that particular space. Absolutely. And certainly what my recommendation to, to, to the clients that I'm speaking to at the moment now is, you know, potentially that short term flip market may be seeing the end of its days, certainly for the time being, which I personally don't think is a bad thing. I think we need to go, I need, we need, we now need to be in a much more sustainable marketplace whereby it is ideally 10 to potentially 15% annualized growth, but also in a marketplace whereby investors hold on to their asset, their investment vehicle for two, three years until it's about to be handed over. And then they sell out at the point of completion to somebody that wants to buy a home. And upon completion, that person who wants to buy a home is able to then leverage it with a mortgage. Because otherwise, if you've got the vast volume of properties that we have seen release into the market over the last 12 to 18 months, let's assume that developers are gonna continue to run at a comparable pace while they can. You've still got all of those new developments coming into the market at the same time as a, a number of people, a volume of people who are trying to resell in the market. And all of a sudden, I think this becomes a little too much. So I think personally, for whatever my opinion is worth, I think we're going to see a little bit of a slowdown of those investors, our clients who have purchased over the last 12 to 18 months looking to sell during construction. And you heard it here first, my, my recommendation to, to all the clients that I work with is to take a medium to a longer term view on this now. Plus, you don't have to pay agency fees when you buy off plan. If you're, buy, if you're buying a resale unit, you'll have to pay an additional 2% on agency fees. So it's, it's much more beneficial, especially, like you say, having the, the, the payment plan already potentially paid off for 15 or 18 months. Um, you're a lot more stretched because you've got a, a, a much more smaller window to pay off that payment plan. You, you're better off buying from developer, no agency fees, and having three or four years to pay off your property. You know, um, recently I've seen a few developments in Dubai where the property is ready, people are living in it, and they're selling it as a uh, direct from developer and without you paying agency fees with a payment plan. Yeah, the developer just retained all of their stock. They didn't sell it then. They just sold it for rent. They with the payment plan. It out. Yeah. Oh, with a payment plan too, which yeah. is nice. So, so that's quite attractive for an investor who can buy, earn ROI on it, and a payment plan. And I think one thing people don't realize, we were talking about this before the podcast, you can then start to leverage with different types of, of loans, different type of credit facilities. Oh, yeah. Not a personal loan and not a mortgage where the bank owns the home. It's a, a more of a commercial aspect or for a sophisticated approach. If this is not your first investment or you want to do a, a targeted approach with some sophistication, being able to use the, the rental yield, as you just mentioned, as collateral for the mortgage. Yeah. Or for, for, for a loan. Yeah, definitely. Buy to let, as you said, in the UK, comes under different names in different places, but another option as well. I think what it shows is that there's still a lot of activity in the market. You mentioned, Nick, that there's still an influx of people. 
there's still going to be demand. So your product, your, your investment is still secure from that aspect is that there's still a relative shortage, even though a majority of the things that were sold in the last few years are handing over end of last year and all throughout 2024. I think that's going to add a lot more into the market. And I think you're going to start to see a little less stickiness with the, the rents. I think you're going to see a little bit more fluctuation with the rents which means that your rental yield won't be as high. It's been constantly high the last two years and, and increasing at an eye-gouging price. The rent just keeps going up and up and up, which is great if you're the property owner. Horrible if you're renting. I think people are going to want to transition into that even more away from the rental space. But um, Sorry to cut you. What are you trying to say? So with my model, right, you, you invest in a property which is ready. You can live in it yourself and you pay a payment plan. So people who are new to coming to Dubai, they want to, you know, not, they can't, well, they can't get a mortgage right away anyway. So you've got to pay, you've got to have six months bank statement. Um, and they don't, and if they buy off plan, they've got to rent somewhere, right? So they're paying rent and plus paying the off plan. Whereas the model which I'm talking about is that you buy, you're living in your own apartment and you're paying a payment plan. So you're saving on the rent and you don't have to deal with the mortgage. So maybe that's agree. why you see all these models coming up right now and more in demand. It also leaves you open for flexibility if you want to do the payment plan, if you need to take a personal loan, which Absolutely. we're still in the Middle East, we're still in Dubai, although it's been a little more complicated lately, you still have relatively easy access to credit should you need it. So you can take out a loan, you can take out a mortgage, you can continue using cash. You open up yourself up to many different options while you're either living in a property or renting it out for income as well. Yeah. I agree. That's my that's a strategy I follow. I like it. Future is rosy. Anything else you guys want to throw in? That was just off of yields. We haven't even talked about the quasi known now location for on Google Maps. Apparently, MGM Island might not be official, but we did find it on Google Maps. It's now labeled as MGM Google, Resort Island. Online. They can't put anything on the internet that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, so, so that's exciting and that shows that it's still moving forward. I, I, think it, I think people, in that correction I mentioned at the beginning, people are thinking that that correction is coming because things are cooling off. I just think the economics it's of it is coming storms. back into balance and equilibrium of what it should be because you no longer have a large scale of people from Russia coming in and other areas. You no longer have post-corona stuff. It's starting to become more of a normal atmosphere. What's normal? What would define normal atmosphere? Relatively normal. It's not a large influx skewed from one global uh, event. Getting ROI of 8%, that's normal? <laughs> no, what I mean is that there's not an influx being pushed from one direction because the last two years, or 2020, 2021, and some I think it's been a rebound from ridiculous lows it during was, COVID. Like, you could only go one one direction and that was, that from was, that point. That was global, but then what you had fueling a lot of the momentum and hype around the external 2021. External factors, you mean? Yeah, was an external factor being pushed from primarily one region, was the, the Russia-Ukraine Russia, issue. Yeah. And Dubai being open to, to Russia for a long time, it was an influx of there which heavily skewed the market to a certain demographic, a certain style of property that, that was being invested in. Now you're starting to balance into something that's more normal without a lot of externalities being involved. It's just what is in Dubai as a product offering. And I think people will look at that and read in headlines, read titles of the first quarter where it's a little bit slower than it was last quarter as a cooling off. I think it's a balancing back to equilibrium for what it should be. 
and then you're going to see it just absolutely explode so, over the next two years. So you basically, you grab the opportunity when there's uncertainty. Right now will be a great opportunity. It's better than the last two years and it's going to be better than the next few years because I think it's going to explode. I think it's poised to do this. It's finally filled up in different pockets of industries to support a large-scale growth. And what we've seen so far has actually been relatively small-scale growth compared to what Dubai wants to do and what they're capable Potential of doing. Potential is there. Yep, definitely. Okay. Thanks for your time, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good day.